Hey, what's up? So today we're going to be talking about soulmates. Um, I keep seeing all these things on Twitter about soulmates, soul ties, your soul group, your twin flame, etc, etc. Like, you know, the person you're supposed to fall in love with. Everyone wants to be here to fall in love, to find a person they're meant to be with. Everyone wants to feel that sense of warmth, right? That sense of love, that person you were destined to be with, the person who followed you here from dimension to dimension, the person who you're meant to be with. Everyone is searching for that for some reason. Instead of living, right? Everyone is on this kind of like, this headspace that we're here to fall in love and we're here to have babies, not that we're here to work on our own shit, you know? I always thought of like my my life experience as like my life experience like of course like this whole society is destined around like creating babies and getting a family and settling down and living like this whole like american dream right or like this whole like societal dream that you have to go to school then you gotta go to college maybe and then you have to find someone to settle down with you have to get married and you fall in love and then you have babies and then you take them off to college you watch them go to school it's like this whole kind of life cycle right but everyone's looking for that person who like followed them here and i'm like what about the experience what about you because i find a lot of times in relationships that people really they need the other person they bend to the other person they're not even their own person on their own everybody's here to find their soulmate right and so my thing about that is, I don't think this experience should be that. Like, of course, maybe it should be that. And maybe that's why you're here. I'm not going to knock your hustle. I'm not going to knock your journey. Um, but to me, the most important thing about me right now is like, yo, I got to find me first. And then my soulmate will find me along the way. Like, like I see so many like insecure girls and guys like just get in relationships and they like need each other. Like. Nah, because it's really bad if you find your soulmate, ask anybody why. But your soulmate, in my head, I'm like, I need to be me first. I need to be able to walk away from him and learn my lesson from him so I can move on to my next mission. You know what I'm saying? I want to get I want to get into your head like, yo, you have to find you first. When you find you and when you're on you, your soulmate will find you, honestly. If you really want to see him, her, it, she, it, again, they, them, them, whatever. If you want to see them again, you got to know that you got to take care of you first. Until you learn who you are, who you actually are, meaning that you're able to look yourself, your soul in the mirror and be aware of like your traumas, your pains, who you are as a person, where you fall short as a person, where you are the best version of you. You cannot actually know what you're looking for in love, what you actually need in love, how you need to be loved. And once you find yourself, your soulmate will then appear to love you the way that you need to be loved. And this will be very triggering for a lot of people because you're not used to being loved the way that you need to be loved. You're only used to being loved the way that you have been loved. And so you will probably find yourself fighting a lot with your soulmate. But your soulmate has something that your twin flame does not. Your soulmate has unconditional love for you. Your soulmate will wait for you to figure out how 
how to um, accept that this is a meeting, a mating of a unity of yourself, your higher self and your past self. You know, your soulmate will be someone who is healthy, who can love you the way that you should have been loved as a child. They will show you exactly how to be the mate that your soul needed, you know? And that is very powerful. Your twin can only love you as you love yourself. And when you're young and you're falling in love, you don't really know yourself and you don't really know how you need to be loved. Loved. So this is the process in which you will go about. So yes, of course, I say the twin flame relationships are necessary. They're going to hurt like hell. Yes. But what happens is you learn and you attach yourself to them and they teach you how to detach from yourself. Do you follow what I'm saying? So your twin flame meets you when you're just being um, your uh, childhood programming, you know, and then your twin flame teaches you how to detach from who you are, which is them, which will hurt. It will hurt to look in the mirror and say, damn, I'm being loved exactly the way that I am. Because that's what they will show you. All your pains, all your traumas, they will treat you like shit. And they're teaching you how to detach from yourself. And after you detach from yourself, you're able to objectively look and learn who you are. And as you are learning yourself and as you are beginning to love yourself, then your soulmate comes along and then shows you that, hey, yes, you've leveled up from that mission of the twins. And now let me mate with you. Let me find this unity with you of your soul, of actual love. So it's a beautiful process. It's a beautiful um, journey to the twin flame and then the learning of yourself, the self that is alone and then the self that is reunited with its soul, its unconditional love. And from there, you will begin to blossom and you will begin to look at life in a whole different way because you will learn that the love that you believed that was all that was possible was a very limited perspective of what is possible when you are in unicision with your soul. So I wish you all a beautiful, beautiful journey. It will be hard. It will be difficult. It will be chaotic. It will be all of those things. But once you get united with the soulmate, which I said, I want to reiterate this, in the beginning it will be frightening because you are really teaching yourself and telling yourself you deserve this superpower that is out there that is unconditional love. And this person will excite you and they will fascinate you, but they will do it in a way that is peaceful, that is calming to the soul, and that is not like uh, anxiety driven to the soul, that is not like a roller coaster ride, but instead it is really like a peaceful enlightenment looking into the eyes of your soulmate and being so gleeful and joyful with each other, knowing that God put you guys together. The universe put you guys together. You guys are together, each other's soulmates, you know? So... 
that is what I wanted to share with you guys today from this podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed it and you stay tuned through the rest of them. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Here's And here's another thing I want a lot of you guys to understand is that a lot of people that you listen to these heartbreak songs or these rap songs or even these hip-hop or R&B songs or even the people that you take advice from or the people that you see on TikTok or Instagram or whatever the case may be in YouTube and they're so angry at the opposite sex or the same sex. They're so angry at men or so angry at women or they believe that love is something that should be avoided or that you will always get your heart broken. This is fear that is speaking. Love is one of the most beautiful things that exists in this entire world. You have to understand that. And when you are your operating in, you know, your original programming, yes, you're going to be afraid of love. Yes, after you deal with your twin flame, you're going to be afraid of getting your heart broken and all of those things because you're meant to learn how to detach from people. And you're also like afraid of getting hurt and feeling what that feels like. Do not let these people trick you into thinking that love is an enemy. Love is not the enemy. You have to go through these lessons of learning self-love, self-respect, the importance of your body, the importance of your mind, who you are as a person, And once you get so good and trusting that you know all of those things, that person arrives for you, for you to show you how beautiful love and life is. Please do not get caught up in believing that love is horrible and that you should be treating people horribly, you know? That is someone's child. You are someone's child. Have some respect for life. Have some respect for humanity. Don't be afraid of love. Don't be afraid of losing yourself. Develop yourself and find yourself so that no matter who it is that you fall in love with or who it is that you meet, you're going to be okay. Because you are all that you need in this world. But you, the thing about it is when you meet your soulmate, they enhance your life to the point that you don't want to live life without them because life is better with them. But you can know and you embody and you maintain who you are when you are with them. You don't need them, but you choose them. When you're with a twin flame, this is also how you know is that you feel like life isn't worth living without them, that you need them and that you lose yourself. That is the difference. Know that there is a version of you out there that is a higher version of yourself that knows themselves, that respects themselves, that is completely engulfed and embodied with love and honor and respect for yourself. And that there is someone out there who will acknowledge that and who will respect that to the point where trust issues are the last thing on your mind. But if that is something that has been ingrained into you, you will have to begin to learn how to trust your partner and trust that you have unconditional love, you know, 
it's really a moment of time in which you look at yourself and you say, I trust that I'm such a great person, that I know myself, that I deserve this, that this person will not hurt me. And even if they do hurt me, it's not me that they're hurting, it's them. They're hurting themselves because I'm such a great person. I've healed, I've loved, I've learned, I've evolved, and I have so much to offer someone else, so much to offer a legacy, a lifeline, kids, a family, you know, to enhance their life. It's a beautiful progression and you guys will get there. Just do not let fear stand in the way of that. Okay? Also, sorry, I didn't mean to hang up like that. Before I go, here is the audio that I talked about earlier that I left. And then maybe, I don't know, after I listen to it, I'll come back again and talk to you guys more about what was said. Let's see how it goes. Hey. I feel kind of stupid now I didn't recognize you earlier. I should have known how, how easy it was to talk to you. I should have recognized when you first saw me and you were in awe. I still remember the look on your face like you were shocked and amazed that you had saw me again. I still remember you running up to me with your mouth wide open and your arms spread across like you hadn't seen me in forever. And back then I thought you were just, you know, I don't know, because I've never had anyone do that to me before. It makes sense now that I fell and I do feel the way I feel about you and it sucks that you've caused me so many tears and so much pain but I know that's you only doing your job you know I always thought it was weird how I can walk into any room and find you or how you just knew exactly where to find me when you wanted to find me I think it's so funny that I saved myself for you this time, and you didn't for me. Um, it makes a lot of sense now, that's all. Um, part of me feels like saying this makes me want to cry because I feel like I'm doing something way deeper than I ever imagined but it all makes sense now it really does oh I waited for you and you came out of nowhere you found me out of nowhere out of random messages and we talked like we had known each other for forever and it was so simple and it always has been so simple with you but of course you had to be the one to cause me the most pain. And I don't know if you're the one, but I know that you're one of the ones. And judging by the way that you approached me and the way that you were with me, I think that you may have, could be the one. 
out of everyone else. I I don't really know what to say, but I miss you. And it's really funny because at first I really, really wanted to hate you for what happened this time. But I can't. For some reason, I find myself scared and afraid and sad that I just can't go back to you this time. And even when I walked into that bar on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, and I saw you, I saw your eyes light up like they always do when I look in them. And I can never be mad when I look into your eyes because eyes are the windows of the soul, right? Like, even when I was infured with rage, I still look into your eyes and it all disappears. And now it all makes fucking sense. (sighs) And there's nothing that we can do about it. At least not right now. I love you. I'm trying to find more words to say to you, but part of me is just hoping that you come back to me and we can do it all over again. We can fall in and out of love all over again, but part of me knows that's just going to cause us both pain, and I don't want to do that. Besides, I think I met someone else in the group. And he's the one who I disappeared for a month from you for. I don't know if he's more of the one or if you are more of the one. I'm not really sure about that. But I really want to be for some reason. I... I... I want to let you go I think I I think the more that I'm thinking about this that I will and I have to even though I was just up the night before crying all about it because I know that I won't get to look into your eyes and that really sucks for me because I see something when I look into your eyes I don't know. I can't do this right now. But I guess I'll talk to you later soon. Goodbye. Listening to that three years later is... It has has so many different strings to it I don't want to say that I'm emotional about it because I'm not I'm at peace with it completely because it registers to exactly what the lesson is what the message is throughout that message 
there was so many different emotions and me talking about crying and pain and being unsure and wanting it to be someone but not and then saying I met someone else in the group and he was also a very um a lesson when you're young like that and you find someone who gives you attention and me- and someone also who mirrors you you know like I don't want to go into it too deep, but when you've dealt with a narcissist parent, and I say this, and I don't say this lightly, when someone mirrors you in real life, in real time, when you're away from them, it could feel a lot like love because you feel like this person just gets you. And a lot of people don't realize that your twin flame mirrors you to the point that you're confused. Because you think that you know who you are, but they actually see who you are on the outside. They see all your flaws and your pains and all your perfections to a degree that you could never see. Because you're inside of yourself. And being withdrawn from that situation now just reiterates everything I just said to you earlier about the twin flame process. My soulmate, my lover, who I'm going to marry, has never made me feel unsure about myself. Never made me cry. Never made me question my identity. I would never be so unsure like that. One, because I've done the work to know myself for who I actually am. And when I say know myself, I mean I know my triggers. I know my past. I know where I've came from. I know, you know, my story. Excuse me, guys. I drink a little tea and, you know, it's come, It's just circling through the stomach. Um, so this is a very good example of, like, what you will feel like when you're dealing with the twin flame versus a soulmate. But the the, the thing I want you guys to digest is that do not go looking. Do not spend your life on this mission looking for your soulmate, the one you're going to have kids with, because you won't find it. Because he, he, she, she, they aren't looking for you. They're living your life. They're in harmony. They're in alignment. Love is not the only purpose on this earth. It's like, The icing on the cake to your purpose is that you get to share love with someone that matches you, your healing. And they get to share that with you, to share this life experience with you. It's almost a gift when you're with your soulmate to experience life in a new way. Your favorite restaurants or the places that you used to go to that you hated or that you didn't like, they will become so enriched with life because your vibration is higher. 
but you can't be looking for it. You have to just let it find you. And if you're at the point where you're like, okay, I've done the work, where is it? And you really think that you've done enough of it, I'm going to give you some cheat codes. Right now, make a playlist of something, of, of songs that make you feel magical. That make you feel amazing. That make you feel like you're twirling in the air. Nothing that has to do with heartbreak. Nothing that has to do with sadness. Nothing that has to do with being left or abandoned or neglected. None of that. Play it. Play it every day. Allow yourself to get in love with life. To get in love with yourself. As you listen to this playlist, look in the mirror. Love yourself. Love who you are. As you listen to this playlist, write down your life. Learn your life. Learn to love your life. Learn to love your past. Learn to love your mistakes. Learn to love your family. Learn to love your pets. I don't know. Learn to love everything. Right? Fall in love with everything. And as you're doing this, your soulmate will appear. And that's the only way. Well, not the only way, but one of the ways. Make it personal, because it is. I listened to that voice memo, that message, and it feels like I was leaving a voicemail. It feels so personal. You can almost feel the feelings in my little 20-year-old heart, 90-year-old heart. I was 19 at that time. Um, and you can feel how real it feels to, feel, to be hurt. That's the stomach, guys. And... You really have to think of it as if you're protecting your child. Because essentially you are your child. And if my child was feeling those feelings in that way, I would have to look her in the face, get down on one knee, Lift her chin, kiss her forehead, kiss her left cheek, then kiss her right cheek, and then kiss her on the nose. Look her deeply into her eyes and say that you are the world. You deserve nothing less than being treated like the world. Like you're someone's entire world like whether you smile or frown that day affects them. If someone is okay with leaving you in tears, 
they don't like you, they don't love you, and you need to get out before you get destroyed. The man who really loves you, the man who you will cry millions of happy tears with and over, will go to war for you, will move mountains to see you, would honor you, respect you, get to know you. There isn't a thing about him that you would have to chase, that you would have to leave a voice memo like that over. Learn this lesson and learn it firmly. What you are feeling is not love. And then I would make goddamn sure from that moment on, I would show myself and show my kid what love actually feels like. Which means accommodating yourself Listening to yourself, listening to her, accommodating her, going to her favorite places, learning her favorite places, learning your favorite places, spending time with yourself, spending time with her, comforting her, making sure she is safe, never letting anyone disrespect her. Never wasting her time explaining who she is. Walking with purpose. Continuing on with life. Knowing that life is good. Life feels good. Love feels good. Life feels good. I can't help the stomach, guys. I, I don't know what's happening. There is more to you than pain. Pain is a pastime. You must know that you deserve more, right? You must know that this isn't what you were sent here for, to be treated like that. be casted in a web of confusion, a web of hurt, a web of betrayal, a web of lies, a web of uncertainty. Don't you believe God has more planned for you than that? You must know, right? You must know that that is nothing to fantasize. That is not something to idealize. That is not something to love. Cry. Pain. Uncertainty. Losing 
yourself. You are much more divine than that. And you must see it for anyone else to see it and to honor it because they see it. But they much rather use it before you see it yourself. Walk around with the glowing in your heart, with the power of your glow seeming through your eyes. Let it enchant your entire body. Let it feed your mind. Let it feed the words that are coming out of your mouth every time you speak of love and honor for humanity, for what you were created for. Lead by that as an example. Stay nowhere that you are not loved. I would go to bed. I would go to fucking war for my daughter to understand that shit. And for her to never have to experience something like that. And do you know that means me as a woman getting that squared away as soon as possible? A lot of you guys who are in these toxic relationships, wouldn't you hate for your daughter, your child, the person that you love to be in something like that? To glamorize something like that? To think that they deserve something like that? That would rip me apart. To think that I failed my job as evolving enough as a woman or to teach my daughter or my son, or whoever. Their worth, and their value, and what to expect out of love. I, as a woman who love my who who learn to love myself on my own, want to be the number one leading example of love, what it looks like, what it smells like, what it should be for my daughter. So that she never cries over a fucking man. Is never unsure or uncertain about herself over a man. That she knows that men are good. Men are gifts. Men. The man that you love. The man that you will share your life with. Will honor and respect you. Will see you as a queen. As a princess. And will treat you as such. Because that's how your father treats me. And he treats you. And you will expect, accept and expect nothing less than that. That is my job. That is my job when I'm choosing my soul. My partner. The person I'm going to procreate with. And have little kids with. To make sure that he's a good enough of a man to show my daughter what she deserves. It ain't that shit. It's not that shit. Pick the person that you spin and you, you and that you, you have sex with so carefully. 
your offspring will be treated and get what they give you. Let's not be foolish and think that they're going to treat your daughter or your kid better than they treated you and you gave birth to that. It was you before it was her. Oh my God. The way he treats you is a leading example of the way he's going to treat your child. Don't think that a baby's going to fix it. If he doesn't love you, he's not going to love her. And God forbid another daughter, another girl is born in this world not knowing she's loved. And how and what love looks like. Come on, guys. This cycle has the end. It has to be an ending to this. That this selflessness of the body and this recklessness with the mind and this this fear of the heart and love. We can't do this to our children. Your soulmate, the one that is of your soul, won't do that. Because It's his soul too. His soul is invested in your soul. And it seeps and it comes together to bring a new soul into this world. Understand how powerful that is. We've gotten so reckless with life. so reckless with God's creation, us as many God's creation, that we've forgotten how sacred this shit is. This whole, this whole shit, this whole experience that you're living right now, that's going to happen to somebody else. And is it going to happen the same way that it happened to you? Or are you going to be the change and woman up, man up and make a difference So that someone else doesn't have to suffer the way that you suffered. Be more. Be better. Choose yourself. Get out. Learn to love who you actually are. Do your fucking shadow work. Write down all the things that you've learned. Take the classes. Go to therapy. If you love your child, if you don't have enough love for yourself, if you love your child, for God's sake, please. If you don't love yourself enough, do it for your fucking children. It's weak not to. It's quitting not to. I'll see you guys in the next podcast.